Welcome to the Campus Christian Fellowship Podcast for the University of Iowa, Iowa State University, and the University of Northern Iowa. Hey there, and welcome to the Food for Thoughts recap this week for CCF of Iowa. So uh, if you don't know what Food for Thoughts is, Food for Thoughts is a time that we get together and we get to discuss um, certain issues from a Christian worldview. We try to focus on things like psychological and sociological phenomenon, and we want to discuss them from a Christian mindset. We want to tackle how should the church be approaching these topics. So um, this one is a, is a little bit light. It's generational differences, and, and uh, in the future we're going to go a little bit deeper, a little bit heavier. Uh, If you are interested in joining this discussion, uh, it is Monday nights at 7 o'clock here at the University of Iowa. Um, You are more than welcome to come join us. Uh, We have food. We would love for you to have, we would love for your thoughts to join us. So we had a discussion last night and uh, I'm going to give you the recap of what we talked about last night. So each week is going to look different. Each week is uh, is going to have a point that we'll we'll kind of talk about a little bit. So you'll miss out on a lot of the discussion here, um, but I'm going to give you the quick recap. So uh, generational differences. A lot of what uh, I base my research off of is from this book called Generation Z, A Century in the Making. It's by Corey C. Miller and Megan Gray. So if you want to know more about Generation Z, I would 100% recommend this book. I'll leave a link to it. Uh, to it. You can buy it on Amazon um, in the description for this video. So if you're interested, check out that link. Um, it's a really great book. It's very um, informative and it's just uh, it's just a, a great book for anybody wanting to understand uh, Generation Z because that is the new generation that we're in. So first of all, let me preface this by um, there because we're currently in uh, understanding Generation Z, we don't really know for sure when they begin. So um, we're going to just say for the sake of tonight, based off of a bunch of research that I've did, that uh, we're going to say that Generation Z begins in 1997. Uh, and I'll explain why here in just a little bit. Uh, but it starts in 1997 and doesn't really have an end date yet, although most likely somebody that was born today uh, is not Generation Z, but is of a new generation, most likely. Um, but because we're in the current midst of it, it's really hard for us to determine. But um, overview of some current living generations, I want to briefly run through these uh, because they are important. So uh, the GI generation uh, is people that were born between 1901 and 1924. So if you think about uh, society and, and history in America in that time, um, you have the progressive movement, you have the start uh, and end of World War One. you have the Great Depression, you have the start of of leading things leading up to world war ii um so really really rough time that's why it's called the gi generations because these people would have been serving in world war one maybe world war two it have been very uh military focused households and because of that kind of disruption in society um the characteristic commonly associated with the gi generation is that they are dedicated towards the future and, and rebuilding um, they have that rebuilding mindset. Uh, generation after that is the silent generation, 1925 to 1945. So when you think of that uh, time, you have mostly World War II and the wrapping up of World War II. You have um, a prosperous job market in America. You have industrialization being just huge. Uh, but but this this they're called the the silent generation because. They're, they're really seen and, and not heard. That was who these people were meant to be because of these, um, uh, the households that they grew up in. So, uh, and then because of growing up in the Great Depression, World War One, World War Two, they were very, uh, risk averse. Um, they're very conforming to whatever was happening and, and they really seeked financial stability above anything else. Um, that was, 
what defined that generation. They tried to just be be safe. Um, and after them, uh, of course, is the baby boomer generation. Uh, 1946 to 1964 is when these uh, baby boomers would have been born, roughly. Um, things that happened in 1946, 1964, you have the civil rights movement, you have the Vietnam War, and you have the space race. Uh, not the, the conclusion of the space race just yet, but you have uh, the majority of that. And so there's a lot of disruption, a lot of um, a lot of fighting going on in this. There's a lot of competition. So, of course, commonly associated characteristics is um, competitive. People that are baby boomers are, are competitive and they're individualistic. They're trying to be uh, better than any other person. Uh, you know, very nationalistic. Very, uh, but but they work hard because they they're competitive. They work hard, so they have a strong worth work ethic. Uh, Generation X is 1964 to 1980, and they have. Um, Characteristically, you know, because of dealing with uh, with family, um, they have characteristically high divorce rates in that time. Um, a lot of broken families. Uh, the AIDS epidemic was happening. Watergate's happening. So, so because of these things happening, um, the characteristics for Generation Z are more cynical, uh, and they're going to try to be more family focused. They really become uh, in- independent. So, um, that's kind of what Gen X looks like in the millennial generation, roughly 1981 to roughly 1995, um, is, is the birth years for that. Um, the things that happen in that is, you know, of course, student loan debt keeps on increasing. The job market is is kind of declining in the 80s, but it starts to get really good in the 90s. Um, the Gen-, Gen Xers were helicopter parents, so millennials are kind of raised by them. Uh, and really, the focus of this, you know, you have the the introduction of the of the personal computer, and you have um, the introduction of dial-up internet. Uh, but so the things that are kind of defining characteristics of this generation is that they're digitally connected, uh, and and they. They are selfish, uh, but they are optimistic. And sorry if that offended you, um, that I just called you selfish, but I'm going to classify myself in this category as well because I was born in 1995. So there you go. I'm selfish too. Um, but if you notice earlier, I said Gen Z, I think begins at 1997. Uh, that's because I think there is a gap a uh, couple of years because uh, between millennials and Generation Z because of certain uh, things that happen again because we can't quite pinpoint when I, uh, when these happens. But the book that I have says 1995. A lot of people said 1995. I, I personally think 1997 is the start of Generation Z and it's all because of this one thing. So we talk about these generations being defined by um, historical events going on in that time. That's the society that they grow up in. So um, what um, what Generation Z has grown up with is primarily three things. You have um, the introduction of high-speed internet, which uh, uh, which just turns everything into instant. Um, everything is so much quicker now. It, it, uh, knowledge is is literally a few clicks away for us. Uh, you have the introduction of the high-speed internet and smartphones, and then you have, uh, of course, 9/11 being the big. Um, historical marker in American history, and then uh, you have the housing bubble and the Great Recession. So uh, those three things are really what defines this generation. So I think the start of that is really 9/11. So the way I qualify Generation Z is if you could remember America before 9/11, then you are not Gen Z. If you don't know America after nine uh, before 9/11, then you are uh, Generation Z or later, whatever this next generation is going to be called. Uh, but but really, all that's important is because if you look back, you can see that past generations have an influence on the future generations. So because the GI generation was strict and grew up in the in the World War One and Great Depression, leads to the silent generation being kind of as uh, um, stingy with their 
resources. Uh, and, and then because of that, then, then the war ends and all of a sudden they want to, they want to have good families because they didn't have good families. So baby boomers become big because they want to do right. And then Gen X is, is kind of born from, from the baby boomers and millennials. Are born. It's just, it's just a vicious cycle of history repeating itself. So if we can see history there, then we can see, uh, what defines Generation Z. And so, um, by those historical events, then we could kind of see what led into that. And if you take a look at the past, this is really fascinating history study. If you want to look more into this, um, Generation Z actually shares a lot of, char- shares a lot of characteristics with the GI generation over any other one. And it's partly because World War One and the Great Depression happened during the uh, GI generation. But there's a lot of other factors too. You know, the GI generation uh, was grown, grew up in a time similar to Generation Z with economic downturn, there's war and violence, uh, state of global unrest. Uh, you have redefinition of family structure and roles. There's there's focus on healthcare. There's focus on immigration. There's uh, there's focus on um, and even things like politics. So, so just a quick, quick example. In both the 2016 and 1920 elections, there was no incumbent running. The uh, the outgoing presidents differed in their popularity ratings, and um, you know, being Wilson's was considerably low and Obama's was considerably high. Uh, and both ele- elections really were more of a referendum on the outgoing president. You know, the people that were elected were more uh, in op- in opposition. Um, and not only that. Uh, but both Warren Harding and Trump had mantras that were similar to uh, rebuilding a better society. Return to normalcy was was Harding's platform, and of course, make America great again is Donald Trump's platform. And whatever your views on political matters doesn't count. Just to show you that there is correlation in what is going on in these societies, which has led to uh, which has led to the, the Generation Z growing up the way they have. And, and so in a way, we can look back and say how people dealt with generation the GI generation is how we should deal with Generation Z. So if you want to take a history lesson, go back and look a little bit about that. Look at things that were going on in specifically the, the 1920s, the 1940s, uh, and specifically how the churches dealt with those people um, to understand a little bit more about maybe how we can um, societally grasp with um, with Generation Z. But really, the, uh, the history part is so important to this because um, with 9-11, the housing bubble, and high-speed internet, these are three massive, massive things. So if we could find the characteristics commonly associated based off of these historical events, uh, what we talked about last night is I think the three that we would come up with are security, uh, stability, and instant gratification. And those three words uh, or phrases really um, are, are are prevalent in today's society. Um, you don't often see kids playing alone. You know, oftentimes a parent will tell them, um, you stay where I can see you. Security is such a, an important thing to us today, uh, physical security. Uh, and then, or physical safety. And then security meaning... Um, uh, we just really value um, the the feeling of being comforted and being being secure, and uh, and the feeling of like wanting that savings fund and being a little bit more stingy with our money again, and um, and just things like that. Uh, and then, of course, with the instant gratification, um, you have just everything is available in an instant, which which just radically kind of changes the the thinking process. Um, if you have if you're a 13 year old that has a smartphone, as opposed to having to look up things in a dictionary or a uh, thesaurus or you know some words that are common to somebody like me, but I don't don't know somebody born in you know even 2005 even knows what a thesaurus is because they can just Google it, right? Um, so. 
So all of that is important because then we got to learn how exactly do we deal with these things. And again, I'm just kind of giving you the the overall brief notes. Uh, and we talked a lot about how then do we deal with Generation Z. And ultimately, what it came down to is uh, at CCF how the ch- what what we believe the church should be responding and dealing with Generation Z is is this is that to combat this instant gratification, this security, and this um, uh, safety, or maybe maybe combat is not the right word, but to kind of um, adjust and do ministry in light of of these three primary characteristics. Uh, what what we really believe at CCF is that each student needs to be known, and each student needs to be cared for, and each student needs to be loved, and that is the core basis of every single thing that we do at CCF. And so. If you have not gotten involved at CCF, we would love for an opportunity to know you. And if you are, we'd love for an opportunity uh, to care for you and to love you. And so we do a lot of things on campus. Every single thing we do is based off of those three things. We want to know students, we want to care for students, and we want to love students. And and we want to do each three of those things the best that we can. So maybe it's not such a hard question, how do we deal with Generation Z? Maybe it's just simply knowing them, caring for them, and love them. So as you go about your week, just uh, there's a little food for thought for you. Um, unfortunately you didn't get a share in the food this time, but, uh, I guess, so I guess there's a little thought for you. Um, but you can, uh, just, just try to find a way that if you know a Gen Z or that you can know them, uh, uh, or, or mean a new one and you can, you can love them and you can care for them. So that's all for this food for thoughts. Uh, next week we will be talking about stories. So I'll give you the quick recap on stories next week and uh, get a chance to to share a little about that. But again, if you want to be a part of the discussion, come join us Monday nights at 7 o'clock. The address is 325 East Washington Street in Iowa City. Um, So come on, join us. We would love to have your thoughts and we would love to share some of our food with you.